episode 221, Inhumans, season one, episode seven, Havoc in the Hidden Land. Welcome to level seven. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about Inhumans. After we talked about Thor Ragnarok just recently. And I have a question for my co-host, and that is... Stu. Hey, you. I'm your co-host. <laughs> Hi, Ben. How are you? Great, great. Is it uh, Havoc or is it Havoc? Havoc? Hey. I always thought it was Havoc. Havoc? Havoc, like, yeah. you well, know, craziness, Havoc. Well, there's about to be some havoc up in this place. That's all I have to say. Word. Yeah. Word. <laughs> so this is the seventh episode of Inhumans. There is one more after this. One more episode of Inhumans. And then a couple weeks off, and then we jump in with a two-hour episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. taking the place of once upon a time in that eight o'clock hour did, but once is coming back, right? Oh yeah. No, it's on right now. Yeah, okay. It's on right now. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and our sister podcast once is mm-hmm. reporting on it. And I think if you, you watch once, you should listen to that. That's right. If you watch twice, you should listen to it. Right. Right. Uh, I, that was good, Ben. That was unfortunate. That was really. good. I did not mean anything by it, Dan, uh, Daniel J. Lewis, over at Once Upon a Time <laughs> podcast. Oh, once is the podcast. Once Upon a Time is the TV show. So, uh huh. Yeah. But in and then after you're dis- after you're done listening to the Once podcast and watching the Once Upon a Time TV show, you can check in on your TV Time app. And you can also check into the Inhumans. Yeah, yeah and we're there. Us we're there. on your TV time app. We are there. We show up after you check in and say, "Hey, I watched this episode of whatever." Um, mm-hmm. Defenders. We're, we're not. We're not up to speed on Defenders yet. But nope. All the other Netflix stuff, all that Agents of Shield stuff, and the Inhumans stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Inhumans. Hey, let's talk about here. Here is the question I want us to talk about. Okay. The question is this. Does this episode do its job of setting up a great ending? Does it do its job of, for me, redeeming the last couple of episodes? Does it continue the upswing that I thought we were on? Um, Yeah. Basically, is it good? <laughs> I'm really curious about ratings, too. We have not looked at the ratings for Inhumans at all on the show. We don't normally do ratings stuff, and I'm not going to look it up right now. Stuart, I don't, I'm not asking you to look it up right now. 
Okay. Uh, I'm I'm just saying I'm curious, but not curious enough to to take a look. But I'm not hearing any buzz. The, no. The Inhumans buzz began and ended with IMAX, WiMAX. Bimax and Bimax, there it is. That's yeah. pretty much what it was. Yep. And and then and then IMAX coming out and saying, "Yeah, it wasn't the greatest decision we've ever made," and now we're not going to talk about it anymore. Well, but that's that was their plan. Their plan was just to run it for a few weeks and then move on to the next thing. And yeah, well, they they certainly adhered to their plan. I I, I don't. Yeah. I, for for me, I don't put any any blames the wrong word, but sure, I don't put any like creative decisions on faults. Here, how about this? I don't fault IMAX for any of the creative decisions on this because it's at the end of the day a Marvel thing. I would fault um, the Marvel team for any problems we would have with the creative decision making. Was that? politically correct enough that was great that was great. okay thank you, you. Know, our imax sponsors are not going to drop us now and <laughs> oh no 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 uh well i mean i'm just trying to be just trying to be fair right you know marvel has made some great stuff some great stuff uh thor was amazing um this is unfortunately not in that category <laughs> No, no. Now, now let's also be fair, though. Some elements of the creative team, like, I mean, I would I would say the cast is really good. This is a really good cast. Yeah, I, I, I'm not that big a fan of Medusa, but I don't think that's her. I think that's the way she's written and some elements of the story pacing. I think that really anything character wise that I have issue with comes from script, comes from story, mm-hmm. comes from plot. Mm-hmm. It does not come from the actors. And Medusa Absolutely. with Medusa with a big budget uh, special effects team in every episode. So she actually mm-hmm. still has her hair. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, we would be a lot more uh, forgiving and, and a lot more um, invested in her. Um, mm-hmm. Although for me, losing her hair caused me to have more investment with her that that and, scene and, that scene right it's yes the, the, where where she lost her hair but I, black bolt i think yeah i i like this guy I like to see him in something else uh karnak you know i've i i've liked him since lost and gorgon really friendly we'll see what happens with him but um, he's, he may not be friendly now that's yeah, all it may yeah. not be friendly now maximus I, I think is a fantastic actor I think mm-hmm. he's stuck in – I have a, a couple people who have talked about it with me who they just have trouble with him because of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, absolutely. And one person who just – he cannot get the Game of Thrones character. Uh, he can't separate them because it's the same character. It, it absolutely is. And 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 the character he plays in Game of Thrones is Maximus turned up to 11. I mean and, – and part of that is the HBO thing and part of that is the, the Song of Ice and Fire you know, universe Westeros universe um, that doesn't necessarily exist. It's not the same, obviously. And it's a little darker, um, but Oh man. Oh man. Maximus. I mean, this guy's got typecast. He needs to play like 
a romantic comedy opposite Sandra Bullock in his next movie or else he's going to be done. <laughs> yeah. I so that all that to say that there's there's good stuff here. Mhm. It's just the problem is you're stringing the good stuff on a storyline that just is not capable of holding the weight that it needs to hold. It's it's that comic book adage that nobody said except for me and that is uh, y- y- the great art brings people in. The writing keeps them in. Absolutely. Know? And absolutely. And so I, for, for this, you know, we had the IMAX that brought us in and, and it was MCU. So we're going to stick with it no matter what. And the writing is not keeping no. us in, no. in the same way. I, you know, this, this kind of reminds me of that, that sort of adage reminds me of um, the movie Avatar, not the last airbender Avatar, but the James Cameron Avatar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie was gorgeous. Just, was. Spe- just absolutely just amazing. Um, and, and, but the story was kind of, and the, and the writing was a little bit ho-hum. I mean, when you're talking about getting something called unobtainium, hello, that's a really like on the nose type of thing. Um, you know how many times I watched avatar? How many once, you know how many times I've watched avatar? I don't once. It it was, it was a theater experience and Mm -hmm. I came out of that experience pumped up. (laughs) It was awesome. And then I was thinking about it afterward and then long afterward. And I'm just like, I'm not, I don't want to go back here. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to invest that time in this. You know, I will say I am. We're, we're planning our trip to, to Florida in April and I am on my list of things to do is to rewatch avatar. Cause we're going to go see the, you know, uh, animal kingdom thing. Mm-hmm. Avatar yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I will rewatch it for that experience, but I've had zero desire to rewatch that movie since it came out. Um, which is probably sadly to say the same with the inhumans. <laughs> Well, you know, I might rewatch Avatar if they ever get around to releasing the sequels. Um, yeah. But, and speaking of the Disney thing, that is what a weird thing. What a yeah. weird well, thing to hang a, 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 a environment for your amusement park. Right. On. Well, I was reading or, or listened to a. Um, it's that it's that Disney uh, History Institute, Institute podcast. podcast. DHI podcast. Yes. Listen to it, everyone. Yes. Very after you're good. done it, listening to us and after you're done listening to the, the once podcast and strangers to, and aliens, might as well throw that one in sure, there. Too. Sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> DHI Institute. It, well, it's yeah. not just, it's not just for Disney fanatics. It's, it's for history people, people who are interested in stories about the stories behind the stories. And, and, and anyone who's interested how, in Hollywood history. Yes. Um, Hollywood history is a big it's one. So interesting. It is it's so, so good. interesting. And they had a two part special on, uh, when Pandora opened. Um, and in that, didn't they talk about uh, how it was supposed to coincide with yeah. the release of the two, the two new, the first um, of the two. Yeah. And yeah, the first of the two and, and no. <laughs> so they're in the middle of like the, the park's almost done and they're realizing, Oh, well we're just releasing this on the strength of a 15 year old movie. Right. Or That's however good. long ago, but well, and and then of course it's Disney, so and the Imagineering team at Disney, and and I, I mean it's making me want to go to this park that I had no desire to go to before. So that's you know 
that's that's something to say. Anyway, none of that has to do with Inhumans. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, and you know what? We've got one more episode to go with Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's let's bring it on. Turn on our A game. Uh, the deflated voices of yesteryear. Um, I don't know why yesteryear, but the deflated voices you heard <laughs> when Samantha and I were talking about episode six. Not here. We are going to bring it on and we're going to give it a fair shake because it's what we do, man. It's what we do. It's what it's try to try to find the good, not necessarily overshadow the bad, but try to find something redeemable in it, something to talk about. And let's do this. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Very good place to start. Genesis one. When you read, you begin with ABC. When you count, you begin with one, two, three. The first three notes just happen to be do, re, mi, do, re, mi. I went to um, the Jackson Five, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Jackson Five is a good choice too. Yeah, man, that kid could sing. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, there's a chase going on, and the chase leads to Black Bolt and Medusa, and they beat up the bad guys and discuss what are they going to do about Maximus. They get a plan. It's not a not the plan that everyone wants, but they get a plan. Karnak goes and just decides on his own. Let's kill Aaron too, by the way. Make a, make a statement for Max because she will be healed. She will get healed right away afterwards soon. And This sounds like 12% of a plan, by the way. <laughs> so Crystal takes Max's team, which includes um, Bro, Brojiman, Bro, Bro, Bronaja, Bronaja. Okay. Bernaja's father. The, the team includes Bernaja's father, who is not dead, and Aaron, who is dead, but will not be dead for long. And she tells Max that Black Bolt wants to parley. And so Max grants the request. He says, yes, I will parley with you. Meanwhile, back on Earth, there's more arguing. Medusa wants to do more than just survive. Karnak wants to go ahead and just straight up kill Max. And then they... Black Bolt uh, connects with, communicates with, communes with Lockjaw, takes them to a beach, and Triton swims up to the beach. <laughs> and that is the end of Act One. Mm-hmm. Triton, not dead. Gorgon is dead. They didn't, they, they just missed each other. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. So the arguing about the plan, Medusa, you want to be a better King than this. You don't want to kill Maximus. You want to trial by peers and democracy and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I don't know if it was this conversation in particular, but there are points where she actually says some of the things that I have been saying about, are, is this time on earth going to affect the way that they rule on the moon? And sure enough, she's, she's saying that. And, yeah, I just because I said this is what's going to happen doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But because there's a lot of show, or there's a lot of telling and not showing. That's that's the bad thing. This this series is a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is there much to talk about there? Um, I think the big thing. 
It's just dissension in the ranks, but they're they're conversing, they're communicating. I mean, this is uh, watching this. There was a lot of uh, marital advice that I think comes out of this episode. I, I've I've done the management advice and and that, and this is marital advice here. You know, which is you know you've got problems, don't just sweep it under the rug. Talk about it. If you don't agree, talk about it. You know, have the right. conversation, have the tough conversation. Your marriage will be better for it. And then if that doesn't work, find yourself a big teleporting dog and take yourself and your spouse to the beach. <laughs> and change the subject. And change like, the subject. This is the ultimate change the subject. I'm going to right. teleport our argument to a beach that's beautiful and our dead cousin is not dead. Because, oh, we're going to get into more <laughs> marital stuff in a moment here. Uh, but Triton, not dead. What do you think? Surprise! That happened three years ago or three episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm yes. not surprised, but I'm kind of surprised the way they did it. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing this stuff. Um, yes, I think it was. I'm glad he came back. I'm glad he showed up. Uh, I'm not sure how much how earned it was. They earn it after the commercial break. At this point, I even in my notes, they find Triton. Lockjaw takes them to him and he just swims right up. And I have question three mark. question marks. Three. Three <laughs> yeah, question marks. That's that's a that's a three question mark question, that's for sure. But we come back from the commercial break into act two, and this is where they say we've kind of earned this. I I don't know if they have, but this is where they are saying they this is not coincidence and this is not um that they just happen to find him. This isn't even that they, they don't even find him from looking for him. They find him because they go to where they planned to meet. Triton's death was a secret plan with Black Bolt. A secret plan. Black Bolt knew all along that Maximus was up to something and Triton faked his death. And then they go to a secret bunker on the moon <laughs> A secret bunker for the royals. And why do we have this bunker? For moments like this. And Medusa has no idea this thing is even there. And so this is where I put in bold with three question marks. They've been planning for this all along? Sending Triton was all part of the plan? Medusa didn't Mm -hmm. even know about this plan. And this is where. Marital advice number two. Okay. She's saying as a queen, I am the queen and what we're going to do, we need to do together or not at all. That's good marital advice right there. You mm-hmm. know, you, you, the things that you do, you, you do them together. I'm not saying you have to do everything all together. You know, me and my wife, we don't watch the same movies. And, and when we do, we watch her movies. Why? Because it's easier. You're for a me. good husband. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's easier for me to watch her movies and enjoy those because mm-hmm. humor is universal. Mm-hmm. You know, she likes the the more popular stuff that more people like. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, not universal. You know, she would not <laughs> like that. She would. No, she Thor could, Ragnarok was Disney and Marvel, not know. Universal. Well, yes, that's true. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. But, How do you put up with me sometimes? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but um. You know, she sat with us when my kids and I w- did Star Wars Day. 
yes. last weekend, you know, and she tolerates the stuff, but she doesn't enjoy this stuff. But when it comes to the big decisions, buying a car, buying a TV, yeah. you know, um, doing, you know, redoing the kitchen and stuff, that stuff we move together on. And Black Bolt has no excuse. He created a sign language so that he could speak to Medusa. Mm-hmm. She knows the sign language. He, if he didn't do that, he would have the excuse. I couldn't tell you. Cause you know, I, I can't talk. Nope. Right. No excuse, <laughs> pal. No excuse. Why was he keeping this from his wife? Because here's, here's the, here's the ugly truth about that. The plot demanded it. I have, I <laughs> have no, other reason I can think of no other reason character driven other than the plot sort of demanded that they find the secret bunker and Triton comes back in episode seven rather than in episode four. Yeah. Well, and and that goes back to the old adage that I don't know if this is actually it, but I'm going to say something close to it. And that is, you know, three men can keep a secret if two of them are dead, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so, Sure. You know, she's not aware that there's any kind of secret plot that her husband is part of Uh, by not being aware of that. Then she's also not aware of what Maximus is doing and then she doesn't have to. And you know what? That's honestly for the purposes of a king and a queen in a fictional show uh, there. It works. But it's a that's a true thing for marriages. You know, they men and women will keep secrets from each other. Because to if you tell the truth about, you know, this bad thing that's happened then you have to deal with it. But mm-hmm. if you don't, you don't have to. And sometimes it's easier. And it's, it's not, I, I'm not telling you everything because I was protecting you, mm-hmm. you know, but what you're really doing is you're taking away the choice from the spouse. And I'm, I'm not going to get much further into you, marriage. You're doing a great job with marital lessons today, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Good, good job. You know, I, I, we provide a service at this show. It is a small part, a small part, but it's part <laughs> of my professional life is, is family counseling and that kind of thing. So it's a small part. I don't, I, I, but yeah, anyway, Triton was sent to do that mission. And now Triton is sent on another mission and we don't know exactly what it is, but Oran and Max before the parley also have a heart to heart and they also talk about some hard truths about their relationship. Basically that she doesn't want Max to do all this stuff. She wants him to be king and she's happy that he's king and that he did all of this as a, as someone who was quote only human. Mm -hmm. You know, she says, I admired that someone who was only human became king. And then Max you know, he kind of goes off on her. Then he goes off and speechifies in front of, um, you know, the people of Adelan and, and talks about the tragedy of his family and how about how they couldn't see me for who I am. Yada, yada, yada. And then they have the parley and we get some of the rules of the parley. Black Bolt makes the offer. Maximus, Maximus accepts or does not accept no bloodshed allowed. And it's like Maximus is like, I already know all this. Why are you telling me this? He literally is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. And then she's just why well, I have to give you the, the exposition because of the people watching at home. Um, the Royals arrive with Declan and they offer him second Terra Genesis. You give us the throne. We'll give you Declan 
and lets you go through second Genesis. and Max accepts and takes Declan and then re- declines and says, you know, next time I, I, I've got him. I, I, I was rescuing him. When I said yes, I wasn't actually saying yes to you. I was just tricking you so I could save my friend. And yeah. See, I guess I need to just put that hat on fully. The, <laughs> my, my, that say didn't it. seem just genuine. That didn't seem genuine to him. His character, it seemed like the thing that his character on Game of Thrones would have done, which was, you know, backstab and twist and manipulate or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, you know, sick wolves on somebody. Um, he didn't necessarily. I don't understand Maximus motivation other than a spoiled child. Okay. <laughs> and maybe that's just me. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm not getting it, but his, his motivations for this series has been rooted in, but I want it really bad. <laughs> not in actual like grown up things. Hey, you're, you're not far from the truth here. You're not far from what they, they are giving us exactly what you're saying. He is not, uh, he he has the facade of pure motives, mm-hmm. but behind the facade of pure motives, it is strictly, I want power. They told me I couldn't have power because I am powerless. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to get powers so I can have capital P power and, and, and get revenge on everyone. And else. he flops. But- yeah, it flops back and forth. He's like, well, you didn't like me when I was a, a, a human, so I'm going to become an inhuman again. But but you you don't like me because I'm just not, I'm not a true inhuman. I had to go around it. I was like, dude, make up your mind <laughs> to figure out why they're mad at you. He's troubled. He, he's, he's troubled. I, I mean, I guess. I guess that's that's the only way to look at it, right? So he's got probably some sort of – um, psychological trouble. No, he has he has issues that really his parents should have possibly taken him to counseling. You know, to have him go through this and and work through his feelings. And and I'm it's getting back into you know family therapy hat yeah. here. But you know he he's a bad guy because he's the bad guy. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the first thing right here. Coming into this, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so, but, and you can tell that by the way he dresses. You can tell that by yeah. the music that is played when he's on screen. All those things. But I'm not sure that his character is again. They're telling us that he's a bad guy, not showing us how evil he can be. Yeah, yeah. But you know what they're and, doing is they're 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 starting. They're coming from the starting point of he's the bad guy, and then they're asking why is he the bad guy, and making it fit. You know, I, I think that's that's what's going on here. And it's not. You know, that's not the best way to start, you know, mm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying I'm thinking of some of the great villains who are just horrible villains of the past, you know, and my mind automatically goes to Skeletor, you know, why is he a bad guy? Because he's got a skull for a head. He was born that right. way. He's going to be the bad guy. It's the same here with, with Max, you know, Snidely Whiplash. Why is he the bad guy? Because he wears the black hat and he twirls his mustache. Ergo, he's bad guy. Otto Octavius. Why is he a bad guy? Because he has a name that says, I'm going to be called Dr. Octopus at some point in my life. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just, he was born in the, the context of this story 
he was born to be the bad guy. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Same deal. I mean, why is he the bad guy? He had an arc. What? (laughs) He he had an arc. Uh, He did have an arc. I don't want to spoil things for people who haven't seen the final, what, four episodes or so of Phineas and Ferb, but. Yeah. Just come over to my house. Just sit down in the TV room. You'll get it sooner or later. Those final Uh, four episodes, man. That is the way to end a series. Yes. Yes. Man. Okay. Lost, we're looking at you. Uh, I'm not going to defend Lost right here, right now, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I feel like they, they cast the kid from Game of Thrones because it was a easy way to put into people's heads that you should hate him. Um, again, telling us that you should hate him, not actually showing us why you should hate him. Yeah. Because that guy, I, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I'm just going to screw it up. That guy, he can play the evil, sadistic guy. He totally can. That's why they cast him in this, because on Game of Thrones, that's what he does. And so to have him be not to have him not reach that full potential in this show, you can't fault the actor for that. Because he's already proven that he can do it. You know what I mean? Can't. And don't mm-hmm. just just putting it out there right now. And and I I don't want to say that we're passing judgment on the creative team, though, because that's that's the other thing is I really feel like this is a rushed production. Yeah, I don't think they had time to sit back. And we're beating a dead horse here, but I don't think they had time to step step back and say, OK, how does this all work and flow together? It's it works. It flows. Let's let we got to run with it. And, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and sooner or later, we're going to have to stop playing the home game, you know, and just exactly. start seeing yeah. what's there. I mean, I, but I'll say this, the things are all getting checked off. We are mm-hmm. getting, you know, I, I mean, for all the complaining that we're doing, I mean, similar, well, it's not quite, but similar to the complaining we were doing about Thor, you know, <laughs> with Thor, we were complaining about it, but yeah, we liked it. We still liked it, mm-hmm. you know, and with this, I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I'm complaining about things, but you know, it's not what I would have done or how I would have done it, but no one's given me the keys to that kind of a car because I I haven't proven myself in in that arena. Um, I wonder, I wonder how it will do on a binge watch, a binge watch, right? Daredevil works really well episodically. And then you like watch two or three a night and then you're, you know, that's a small binge, but works really well with the time in between the episodes. Um, Iron Fist, I think works really well, works better when you just chunk it all together and you watch, you know, 13 episodes straight through. So I would be interested to see how Inhumans would work on a binge. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. So Yeah, I don't know that I'm ever going to yeah. experiment like do that experiment. But if you do listener, if you get to this episode in, you know, three years, five years, and you've listened to this, I want you to email us. Yeah. let us Or know. whatever we're calling emails at that point. <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Okay. So act three. Um, oh, one last thing with this. Uh, I realize this is part of black bolts plan. 
you know, putting, putting Declan into Maximus's hands, but it felt a little shady. Like he yeah. is bargaining with a guy's life. Yeah. And like, okay. Well, it is nice to see Maximus actually like, not Maximus, Black Bolt actually doing something though. Like well, moving forward through his story. Apparently he's been doing things since episode one. We just didn't know it. Mm, yeah. Well, okay, fine. So he's been doing something since episode one and we didn't know it. The problem is not that he's been doing something since episode one. It's that we didn't know it part. Right. So it's nice to see now that we know he's been doing something and maybe we can go back and retroactively you know, discover that. But still, it's nice to see him having some agency in his story. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so. Declan has DNA samples of all the people who have undergone teragenesis. Uh, Max, he thinks that this is, this is like, uh, um, Oh, you know, this is him coming up to the, all you can eat buffet. Mm -hmm. He can just go through and pick and choose the powers that he wants. And Declan's like, no, uh, this doesn't work this way, man. And, and Declan, he is absolutely warning Max against doing this. Don't do this. It's not, you know, we, Max has two people saying to him, don't do this for two very different reasons, Oran and Declan. But for Declan, it's like scientifically, man, I don't think this is going to work the way you think it's going to work. And then we find out I this statement from Max Maximus is Terragenesis. This is Yoda explaining the force to Luke. Terragenesis is what binds us together. And (laughs) defines us as inhumans. So it's a, it's a metaphorical binding, but it, it by, what's binds us together and defines us as inhumans. It unites us across generations and class. It ties us to our heritage and history. And then he's upset because he was ignored by it. Mm-hmm. That's why he's upset. He is not bound to the heritage bound to the history. He is not accepted by the generations or the classes. And yeah, so that's a big part of what it comes down to here for him. Um, if you think about Terragenesis in the the sense of Inhumans on Earth when all that stuff was going on and Inhumans were being created as a balance, it was what was needed to help balance what's going on. Um, interesting that he has no power and his brother has the absolute most power. Right. So anyway, that's his whole – that's his – what do you think of his, his motivation here then? Is this a little bit better for you or is this still not enough for you to care? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's better obviously because you know, it's happening. Something's actually happening. Uh, and we're not just being told about it happening at the, you know, we can see it sort of playing out. Um, that being said, no, <laughs> his, his, med- his motivation is too little too late. This is that motivation should have been the home game. That motivation should have been done in episode two. Like I should have known that like more. I feel like it it has been though in flashbacks. And I, I I feel like it hasn't been stated as outright here, but I think we got it. Episode three, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the idea that he hates his brother for, for the fact that, you know, he kills his parents and then we sort of go through, the steps of that and figuring out later that's always been there. But again, I think 
we're having to know him as crazy guy because that's what Game of Thrones is. So Argon comes and makes a report. Uh, and <laughs> they're, they're having troubles with uh, basically with the utilities, um, power, electric mm-hmm. power, plumbing, um, water, gas lines, all that kind of thing. Uh, and so he asks, well, where are the maintenance crews? And she says, well, they're constricted into your army. You, yeah. This is what happens when you take everyone and turn them into your personal army. And yeah, that's, I just found that funny. I did too. And I think there's, I think they're trying to make up some sort of political statement. I don't know what it is, but I think they're trying to do that with these, with these, with the series. Maybe, but Triton is the one I think who's doing the disruption here. And they're talking about who's doing the disruption and there's no way to know, but it could be the Royal family. It could be you know, rebels or, or whatever. Back in the bunker, um, we find out a little bit more about Medusa and, and Black Bolt's, uh, background and she says i originally went to visit you that first time to gloat because you were like me or whatever and i thought you were irredeemable and and then she says nothing is irredeemable but karnak disagrees he thinks we need to just kill maximus just 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 do it let's just do it and Medusa's like, no, we have some responsibility for what's happened. Isn't this is good? This is good. This is what we're wanting to see, right? Take responsibility for having a bad system of government. Mm-hmm. And then Karnak has a plan. <laughs> Karnak's plan is I'm going to bring Gorgon back to life through second Terragenesis that no one has ever done second Terragenesis since we've been around and it can produce madness and addiction and death. Of course, if you're already dead, then it doesn't really matter that you die. But, you know, and <laughs> Black Bolt says no, and therefore Karnak is going to do it anyway. Right. Which doesn't make any sense to and Karnak's character, because wouldn't Karnak follow the rules? I, I don't know. The whole thing was, <laughs> it felt like so out of left field. Now, later on, at this point, it's just like, what, you're just going to put him in there and that's going to bring him back to life? No. There's something else here. And and we'll, we'll get to it in Act 4. But <laughs> at this point, I'm just like, what the heck am I watching right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to bring him back to life, man. Terry Genesis. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't even put up an argument. He's like, makes his case. You know what we should do? We should bring him back to life, Terry Genesis. And Black Bolt's like, nah, not so much. And he's like, Okay, I will not go and bring him back via Terra Genesis, Black Bolt. My, I mean, and you know, right then he's on his way. There's not even a question. Not no, even. A there's question. not even like, is he going to stop for a burrito on the way? It's he is going straight to Terra Genesis room. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. No, no. This is, yeah. <laughs> And okay, we come back from the commercial break and Karnak is using his powers again and he's actually doing it really well. And I'm thinking to myself, he's using his powers incredibly well here. Why is he still doing this, though? Why is he still going to bring Gorgon back with this terrible idea? Now, how terrible is this idea? You know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so he sees the flaw in Aron. 
And and he mentions that it's possible that Gorgon saved you on purpose, and I just need a little bit of your DNA to bring Gorgon back. And um, and she agrees to it. She she goes along with it, and that's where I'm like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. let's let's throw some some Trekno babble at this about why this can work, and okay, I can go along with this. She has this regenerative uh, DNA. It doesn't work as well these days, you know, but neither does Karnax, you know. And so um, they're going to they, – they put the DNA into uh, Gorgon and put him in the Terragenesis chamber and nothing happens. Nope. Nothing happens. Yeah. <sighs> okay. We have one more episode, Stuart. One, one more, more episode, and no, and I'm and I'm not saying that because oh, we got one more. We just have to get through what they do with Gorgon. With this, might really pay off well in the next episode. We'll see. Yeah, but there is potential maybe. for this paying off in a weird or unexpected way. Mm-hmm. So I I I hope that they are leading us down the path to something unexpected. I hope that I'm but... not going to hold my breath. <laughs> so I guess I'm saying just not going to hold my breath. All right. I, I'm not going to make you hold your breath. I, I okay. promise. I promise, but good. Cause that'd be awkward. <laughs> it would. <laughs> and next to impossible. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a ridiculous plan. I think it's totally out of left field. But I do think there's a potential good payoff here. Yeah, I, I they just they've showed us that no one can die in in their in their unless we want them dead. Okay, you but know? is he back, or is it a shell of him? You know, I don't his, know. Is his body back, but there's no spark of life? Is he a zombie? Or, you know, not, I'm not saying like a walking dead zombie is going to go around biting people, but is he just a shell of a man brought back to life? Because mm-hmm. the spark of, you know, electricity in the heart is the heart is pumping the blood. Mm-hmm. But what makes him him isn't there. I'm curious. I just. This sounds terrible. I, I just hope he's not really back to life. But <laughs> it's something that's going to just cause. Havoc in. Well, my thing is, it's a weird thing to do right before the last episode, because do you take him into potentially a season two thing, or do you wrap everybody's story up? You wrap everybody's story up, and it's going to be a part of the climax. This is going Mm -hmm. to be one of the things, one way or another, whether it's toward Maximus or Black Bolt and both of their plans, one way or another, this is going to mess up something. Mm -hmm. And so it's either going to be in favor of the quote-unquote good guys, or against them but that's where i'm like there's there's potential here there's potential here but it's also kind of funny when you consider this is you know iron fist showrunners and <laughs> iron fist was all about bringing people back to life right it, i mean that's not all it was about but it was a thing yeah it was a, it was definitely a thing in that show yeah, yeah. uh one more act four thing and that is that crystal Mm-hmm. She misses Dave. Poor Dave. She misses him, and 
you know, she didn't even get to say goodbye, really. And she grew up thinking that everyone was so terrible. And now it's like, no, they're not. They're normal. And well, 50% wanna... of the humans she met are are pretty normal. Yeah. The, the other half is not real great. Yeah. Uh, but it's she misses this life of normal people living normal lives with no powers and no palaces. Right. Sad. But it is sad, but she's 17, right? She's young. But here's the interesting bit. Crystal is pining for a life with no powers. While her match, her double, the younger sibling of Black Bolt, because she, you know, she's the younger sibling of, of Medusa. The younger sibling of Black Bolt is pining away because he wants powers. You know, interesting. They just each want what the other one has or doesn't. Have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> Act five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, Declan is going to do it. He's going to put Maximus into the Terra Genesis. And then they see Gorgons in there. Why? That's weird. And then there's an attack on the infrastructure. The power goes out. Max goes running. And Triton, he's following the palace guards and Maximus and Triton's killing people left and right. And then finally it's just him and Maximus and he beats up Maximus and brings Maximus to the bunker. And there's a face off between Maximus and Blackbolt. This is our cliffhanger. One Mm -hmm. of them. If I die, Adelan dies with me because there's a fail safe in place that if he gets killed, the dome will come down and everyone will die. Which is again another one of those. Oh, that's that's way completely out of left field. We didn't uh, have any. But he's planning. I mean, he he's all about the plan and making sure that he gets what he wants. And mm-hmm. you know, he's all about survival. And it's just it's extreme. It's extreme. If there's any doubt about whether or not Maximus is a good leader, mm-hmm. uh, no. I mean, this is now. Let's get back to management and leadership styles. <laughs> Uh, the leadership style that says, if I fail, everyone else is going down with me. That is not the kind of leader you want to be. Um, your team will not follow you. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you just don't want to do that. Don't do mm-hmm. that. So, Kids, take your marital advice and your management advice from one Benjamin Avery. <laughs> um, I, hey, it's not, it's not me, man. It's the humans. Hmm. It's the show. Yeah. The show's There's feeding some me the material. It's feeding me the material. There are a few messages. Yeah. So anyway, this is the cliffhanger. I don't know where we're going from here, which is one thing that, you know, normally a, a cliffhanger, I'm waiting for a cliffhanger because it's going to show me the direction we're going in. And, oh, there's danger. You know, I, so I don't know where they're going with this because the danger really is between Maximus and Black Bolt. Will mm-hmm. Black Bolt kill him or not? Or will, you know, I, I don't know what else is at stake here because Maximus clearly has lost his position of power. Right now. So now it's just a revenge story. Now it's just, you stole my throne. I want it back. Give it to me. But then we also have our other cliffhanger. Gorgon's actually alive and he's doing a lot of growling and his he's got a skin condition going on, man. You know, when I sleep like that and I get a really deep sleep, I do get kind of growly myself. You mean standing up? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, Gorgon totally looked like me in the morning. <laughs> you have hooves? Yeah, only in the morning. Only in the morning. Yeah, okay. Then I take my shower, wake up a little bit, and I'm like, oh, now I feel better. Let me have some tea. So, <laughs> yeah. And then my hooves go away after the that yeah. first cup of tea. So, anyway, you know, this is if we were rating these episodes and we're not, but if we were, this would be that kind of solid line. Uh, you know, with, with humans, there's this line of episodes that are okay. There's been a couple that are like not great that dip below the line. There hasn't been any that really go above the line, but this right. is on that line of, you know what? Not, this is not bad television. It's not great television by any stretch. It's maybe not even good television. This episode anyway, um, but there's some good think- stuff and there's potential. And that's the, that's my review of the series so far. There's potential. They almost right. reach it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Do you think this episode is maybe higher because the other ones were lower? No, no, but I really wish if all the episodes were right on line with this episode, then we'd have a really, a strong, a strongly average television experience. Right. No, I think we kind of have a below average television experience. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what I wish in all honesty that there was an, 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 an dead horse, right? I wish that there was more connection to um, the TV show in this TV show because you had the, the Royal family is so far removed even the concept of the royal family is so far removed from an average American lifestyle that it's hard to wrap your head around um, who these people are and why they might want power. One of the things that um, Game of Thrones does pretty well is it sort of introduces you to those people and their machinations and how they move through the space and all that sort of stuff. This, I feel like, was trying to shortcut that. In order for a good like thriller mystery to work, you have to have enough people be believable that when the killer is finally revealed to be the little old grandma from down the road, you can go back and you can look at it and say, ah, I knew exactly where they were going with this now that I'm here. And hopefully that's what we'll get. You also need a good point of view character. You know? Right. And, and that, that's – you don't have to have that, but it's helpful. And they had that character. The, the girl that, that Triton was trying to rescue at the beginning of, of the series, they could have easily brought her into the fold, had Gorgon bring her up. You know, maybe he, he gets down there and can't find tr- Triton, but here's this girl. Or, I, I don't know exactly what, they, again, Monday morning quarterbacking here. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, what they're giving us, you're, you're right. You're, you're exactly right. They, there needed to be more. Right. And, and unfortunately, you know, I will say that this does fall on the, on the executive producers, whether or not it was a matter of their skill or a matter of the fact that it feels very rushed. I mean, that's, that's up for debate. Um, I would say that it's probably rushed more than their skill. Um, but you know, what do I know? Uh, I do, I do feel like we got a good story. I feel like it was just mispaced. Yeah, I agree. It was paced really weird. I agree. 
and and I'm saying this because we wanted to like this. Yes. You know, I wanted I remember, this to be something I really, really enjoyed. Remember when they they announced this and you, me, and Daniel all talked about it for like half hour? Yeah, we wanted this to be yeah. a, a very, like, intense uh, sort of intrigue drama thing. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah. It, it, what else is interesting about this to me is that you've got – the whole Royal family thing and responsibility of leadership and, and that kind of thing. Um, and we're also getting that in black Panther and, and we got it in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, I think black Panther is going to be a two hour big budget version of some of this story here. You know, it looking may- at the trailers, you've got black Panther and you've got, um, uh, well, it's not human torch and, and- in black black panther but um you've you've got these characters who are kind of this maximus and black bolt mm-hmm. and i i think it'll be very interesting to see if black panther is kind of the what could have been for this right the big budget version of this on on big screen and it makes me wonder what machinations happen behind the scenes and it makes me sort of think that there was a division between the film and television area arena and something had to go or give. And it was in humans. Um, again, it's very hard for us to relate to some people of royalty as American viewers, because we don't necessarily have that. Um, so it would have been nice to have somebody we already know and like, I don't know who's an inhuman on shield or anybody, anything like that, but it would have been nice to have her show up and be like, Oh, by the way, Royals were pretty awesome. Now they're not so great. We got to help them get through the day. Right. But again, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, we didn't, we didn't make this show. We didn't have the opportunity to go through the problems of making a show like this. Right. And, so I'm I'm just telling I'm just sort of expounding or explaining what I wanted for in this series. That's guess where I go for that. Uh, all right. Hey, let's move on to listener feedback unless you have <clears throat> something else. Nope. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I've got two pieces of listener feedback and they are both from someone you and I know well. And that is, where is Daniel, that? Daniel, Dandy, Daniel Butcher. It is Daniel Butcher. Are you ready for email mm-hmm. or voicemail rather? Voicemail number one. Oh, jeez. Agent Daniel here. Talking about Inhumans, episode seven. And, and I don't think that this is really a spoiler for Thor Ragnarok. I, I think we all expect Thor Ragnarok to have this element in it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. In Thor Ragnarok, it takes minutes, minutes to establish that Thor is a hero. Um, yeah, he's given us some, some dialogue to tell us that he's a hero, but it's, it's dialogue that his actions can stand behind. And in humans, it literally takes us seven episodes before we have anyone have a comment about what it means to be a hero and Medusa trying to give grace to Maximus, trying to give him mercy. 
um, seven episodes before we hear anything that says the hero. Now, maybe this is my mistake. Maybe this isn't a hero show. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this isn't a show about heroes. Um, maybe it's just about a really dysfunctional royal family. Um, yeah, another thing that's kind of rubbing me the wrong way is the return of Gorgon. I don't know if it feels too coincidence but... And I get, I get, I get it. I'm going to be, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because of Colson. But really, Gorgon's death is the only thing that has weight. He's the only likable character in this entire show. The only thing that has any gravity around it. So to bring him back so quickly and to make it so clear that it was going to happen, no, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um wrong way. So, I mean, great. The dome's coming down and they're coming to Earth. Yay! Agent Coulson watching from space, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... The show just... It's just not there. It's just not there. And in many ways, again, Maximus remains right because even though his black bolt says to be one of us, he did. He said to be one of us in his little translation which proves that he always saw Maximus as something other. Maximus was right! Okay, so he hit a couple things there. Maximus was right, and it's true. Uh, We didn't talk about that particular line right there, but not only did he say... Let's see if I can find my notes here. He says, you can be one of us, and then... Uh, Maximus says, become one of you. I have always been one of you because he was part of the family. Right. But is he taking it, you know, I mean, words have power, obviously, but is he taking it a little bit too literally? I mean, this is what you said. Maximus is saying, I want to be one of you. Right. And then when he has the option to be a, be the person, he gets tamper tantrum. Yeah. yeah. And and then the other thing going back to Gorgon, I don't I'm not convinced that Gorgon has come back in a uh unharmed way. I think that there's consequences here to bringing him back like this and I think the consequences might be this is not really Gorgon. There's something mm-hmm. worse. There's something else. Um I th- I think they're going to have troubles with a capital T. Rhymes with P. Stands for pool. So, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. We have another voicemail from <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> okay, Daniel, lay it on us. Hey, guys, Agent Daniel here with a reaction to Welcome to Level 7, the podcast. I've listened to Thor Ragnarok and the Inhumans the last episode, episode 6, I believe, today. I'm not finished with it, but I still thought I needed to react real quick. And just let me say, come on over. You're welcome. Feel free to join me. There's plenty of room in this bandwagon. We've got plenty of space. Every time you say that this thing's a little awful and icky, you know, I'm here for you. I've got a room. I got, I got a seat right here, Sam. Right here you can sit down. We can talk about all sorts of things. Vin, you know how I feel. I'd love to have you here on the bus with me, and I'm thrilled to hear that you're coming. This this is the episode that I've been waiting for, longing for, to know that I am not alone on an island. An island of meh. 
So I would I like to add to you two, you two youngsters. I've always worn flannels, and never have I worn them ironically. Um, I have several, including those that I coach in. Perhaps I've thought about flannels a little too much. Allow me to also say, Sam, I, I don't think you understand romance and deep relationships within the MCU. If if uh, Thor can have the best weekend in New Mexico ever, then can't Crystal have a great night in Hawaii? Can't she be like, Dude, I've just met you. Come to the moon. It's not at all shallow. Come on. This is what we expect in the MCU when it comes to romance. Who's going to break up first? Crystal or Dave? Gorgon. You guys are cracking me up. You think Gorgon's dead. <laughs> oh, but hey, back to it. The bandwagon. We have a seat for you. Come on over. I may be driving this bus, but there's plenty of room for passengers. Because I'm a hot mess, and now, so are you. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I don't even know. I mean, he's... <laughs> I don't even know if that's that is needing of responding to. I feel like he walked in, he said a bunch of stuff, and he dropped his mic and left. Yeah, yeah. So he's talking about us in our response to episode six. I, uh, yeah, we're not on a bandwagon here. We're we're just talking about how it is, man. We're just talking about how it is. I'm not joining any bandwagon. I'm not gonna ride Put the bandwagon back together. I'm not gonna ride in your bandwagon. It's my if what, there's if there's a bandwagon, I'm the one. I'm the one driving the bandwagon. What if what if the bandwagon looked like the mystery machine? Would cool. you get in it? That'd be cool. I'd be yeah. driving it though. I'm I'm driving it. I'm Fred. Are you, are you really Fred? No. No. No, I'm probably dude Thelma. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah. I, for what it's worth, I'm probably Scooby. Okay. That's like fair. to eat things. That's fair enough. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't put as much thought into the Scooby Gang as I have into like you know Winnie the Pooh and Fraggles. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I I started my kids watching Fraggle Rock the other day. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful show. It is wonderful. A little bit subversive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But this isn't the Fraggle Rock podcast. It's so. not. It's not. And it never will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. All right. Final words. Final words. I am. I, I'm glad we got to see the Inhumans on screen. Um, I wish. Or, and, and still we got one more episode. But yeah. I, I wish it was just done just a tiny bit better. Um, and also, I'm glad that we're able to talk about it. And it's not looming off in the distance somewhere. So, yeah. But you know what is looming off in the distance somewhere? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Want it back. Ready for yeah. it to be back. I'm excited to see where they are. I'm excited to see how that how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you for, um, you know, making this the best podcast out there. You know why this is the best podcast out there? Because it's in your ears right now. You make it the best podcast out there. Now, when you listen to some other podcast after this one, 
that one will become the best podcast ever because you are listening to that one too. But for right now, as you are listening to this one, because you are listening to it, it is the best one ever Mm -hmm. until the next one. (laughs) So I just want to thank you for listening. All that to say, thanks. Appreciate it. And, uh, I love you guys. And yeah, I, (sighs) Daniel, you're saying, we join you on the on the bandwagon. You're saying we have to join you on the bandwagon. We need to be, be like you. Be be one of you. And all I have to say is this, Daniel. <clears throat> Become one of you. I have always been one of you. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7, or by following us on Twitter, where we are level7pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Nicks Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Did you hear the news? You mean the not news news? Yeah, the not news news. The news that wasn't news, but kind of was news, but not really news. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, let's see if oh, I can okay. find it because it is not news. And so it's a little hard to quote. It was a little confusing, actually, to me. Uh, so <laughs> here's what I know. Okay. Two, two people, know. two people went to a bar and was like, you know, it'd be really awesome. If like Disney bought Fox and then, and then the other guy was like, yeah, that'd be totally cool. And then like a Reuters reporter was in the background going, they must be in negotiations. So they like ran to the telephone booth. Like you see in the, like see in this like Superman movie, right? Uh-huh. And they picked it up. Fox and Disney are in negotiations. Click. And they, you know, stopped the presses. And so that's what they tried to do. And then, Really, what happened was there was just two drunk guys in a bar. Yeah, it's close to that. <laughs> it's not quite that, but it's close. It's pretty close. Here's the deal. There were talks. People from Disney were talking to people from Fox. And now they're not talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be- because maybe they're making decisions or something. I don't know, but they're not talking now. They're not currently talking and no one officially is going on record to say what they were talking about. Um, it looks like Disney is possibly thinking about buying 20th century Fox or rather 21st century Fox's film division and maybe some of their TV division. Now they cannot buy, um, Fox news. 
because they already have uh, ABC News and there's antitrust uh, monopoly laws and stuff like that. And because Disney already owns um, ESPN, they can't they, buy they Fox be buying Sports. Fox Sports, right? Because again, that that kind of antitrust issue thing that I I don't really understand. Um, I understand monopoly because of the board game, but right. And then when grandma cheats, that's, that's how my grandma never cheated. Well, that's good. You take that back. Okay. I take the back. I was quoting. What's his name anyway. Um, (laughs) anyway, I never played with my grandma. I played played with my grandma in the room, but never with her anyway. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on. And now the comic book websites are popping up and saying, Disney's getting fantastic four back. They're getting X-Men back. And, no, none of that Not is happening yet. Uh, the other big one that I saw was the, that, oh, Disney's going to get all the rights to the original Star Wars movie back because 20th Century Fox has uh, uh, some of the rights to that. And, and it's going to make it difficult for Disney to do new stuff with the release of that actual movie. And it would make sense. It, I mean, from a business perspective, it would make sense for Disney to try to pursue that those rights specifically um, for the star Wars, not star Wars, a new hope. I'm talking about star Wars, um, the original movie and the original, all of that. And they were to get all of that under one umbrella. It makes sense business wise to do that. It would also make sense for Fox to be like, well, if you want that, Boy, howdy, do I have a, an offer for you. <laughs> have we got a deal, for, deal you. for you. Right. And so, and in that case, it could be, you know, that they're trying to make them buy. Because the article I read was like, they're going to get, you know, all of the Marvel stuff that's, that's out there. Plus the Star Wars. Plus like all of Aliens and everything else that, uh, you know, you love as 20th Century Fox or 21st Century Fox owns minus the news and the sports and, and they're just going to move forward. But that's a lot of Disney owning all of that stuff. And I don't think that would happen. I think Disney's too smart to like buy everything. Although there was that, there was an alien ride at, at Walt Disney world. So, you know, did you have that universal? No, it was the alien breakout. It's now Stitch Breakout or whatever. Huh. It's going to get redecorated sooner or later because it did the Stitch thing didn't work. But I mean, there was an alien right there. I mean, they did own, um, or they did, you know, they have worked with other things in the past. Worked with those properties before. Obviously, the Star Wars and obviously the 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 Marvel stuff. But I really just don't want them to do it. Is, is Fox? I am with you on that, my friend. Is Fox so broke that they need to go you know, hat in hand to 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 Disney and be like, "Hey, brother, can you spare a dime?" No, I, that's not. No, it's a it's a weird thing, and there's just something about it that just doesn't feel right, and I, not not in a moral way. I mean, just like for me thinking about it, like I don't. I don't know how I feel, but this is weird. I, it doesn't feel like a news story. 
like we even talked about it internally. Do we do we talk about this as a news story? And it's not really a news story because not nothing's yet. nothing's happened. So it feels like a temperature gauge. It feels like they kind of leaked this and said, "Well, what would the audience think if we bought, you know, all of that to try to get it under one roof?" I I just picture it starting out like this. Hey, can we buy X-Men back and Fantastic 4? And maybe that Star Wars movie that you still have the rights to that we, you know, have to work around every, you know, whenever we do this, do something with it, we have to share profits, blah, blah, blah. And 20th Century Fox is like, you know, we've been considering uh, not doing anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> you want to buy our stuff so we don't have to do anything with it? And Disney's like, well, okay, let's talk, you know, you, you know. Maybe we could get a bigger package than we were expecting. And, and then Fox is like, yeah, man, you got all this stuff right here. You can't have that stuff over there because it, it's illegal and the homeowners association won't let us do it. But <laughs> Disney's like, yeah, you know, we don't we don't need that stuff. We got our own stuff we can do. You know? Is this like is this like when you bring your washer and dryer to the new house instead of having one already there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's <laughs> uh, but it's just a it feels ridiculous. It yeah, it feels ridiculous. it feels way too big to be real. So, so the that doesn't mean it's not real. It just feels. Yeah, funky. I mean, it could be. It could be real. I won't. I won't deny that it could be real, but it just feels really small. It doesn't feel. I mean, when okay, so when we heard that Disney was buying Lucasfilm, right? You never heard inklings of that. You kind of suspect it. I mean, I've been around Disney and Star Wars, and they kind of hand in hand for a long time. But you never heard that that deal was like maybe going to happen or people were sitting down to talk or whatever. You heard Disney owns Lucasfilm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and but this is a different deal. You know, this is. If if it goes down, it's it's two giant corporations exchanging things instead of one giant corporation buying a significant uh, medium sized corporate. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's that. I just to, to put my stamp on it. I'm not super excited about the Fantastic Four being in the MCU. <laughs> at least not right now. You know. If it happens, it happens, and maybe it will be something I can get excited about. But, and I'm, I'm think, definitely not excited about the X Men going to the MCU. I think if the Fantastic Four came to the MCU, it would be done well, especially if Feige was to oversee it. I mean, you have the the royal family of Marvel Universe, and no, I'm not talking about the Inhumans. I'm talking about the Fantastic Four. I mean those 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 characters are kind of the linchpin. Of many stories, not kind of, they are the linchpin of many stories that Marvel has told in comic form. It would be interesting to see how they get incorporated into the pre-existing MCU. That being said, you kind of can't do it now. (laughs) You'd have to, you know, we don't know what's going to happen after Infinity War. Who knows? There There may not even be a planet after Infinity War. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, but the Fantastic Four put him in the MCU. That's four characters with a handful of supporting cast and villains. Then you have the X Men. Throw them into it, Pfft, man. That that's a lot. That is a lot. You kind of almost need 
you kind of almost need to separate them out again, right? Yeah. Keep them, keep them separated like they are, but have the ability to cross in and, and weave paths back and forth, but keep the X-Men cinematic universe and keep the Marvel cinematic universe separate. Yeah. Well, time will tell what happens mm-hmm. and whatever happens. If they, mm-hmm. if they make something new because something comes out of it, that's MCU. We'll, we'll talk about it. Eventually. <laughs> We might be old and going, do you remember when? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's that. Thanks, Stuart. See you later, man. Thank you. Bye.